Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Stay friends, it's Clinton Bloody Baptiste and Linda's about to sneeze. I am. There's feathers everywhere in this bloody office. Oh God, come it's on. No, honestly. I think I've eaten it. <laughs> she she was gonna sneeze, seriously. It's shit, it's a terrible start, but it's true. <laughs> Linda is here! She's stifling a sneeze. Relatable, I know. What have you been up to, Linda, please? I've had a lovely relaxing break in the lovely lake. You deserve that. You deserve that. Seriously, a go on. A place where it never stops raining and people you pass on the road say, hello, good morning. Really? Hello, good morning. Uh, but if you are in a car, they will not let you in to no. oncoming traffic. Rude, rude in cars, nice outside. Well, yeah, but I mean, I do. I think, you know, it is quite nice when you go north. Yeah. You meet people and you think, God, is it someone actually talking to me, being friendly? Yes. And I was like, fuck this shit, you're winding me up. You're winding me up. You're not being friendly, are you? They are Jeez. Walking people are friendly, aren't they? But not in the car, they won't. Maybe not in they the don't. car, no. Not when their feet are off the ground. Okay, what happened there? Did you have a lovely time? I had a lovely time. We were staying in an old farmhouse middle of nowhere I was listening to spooky podcasts including ours yes very good and it's funny isn't it how the atmosphere changes when you're on your own yes with the lights out in the middle of nowhere and then during the day sometimes I'd be downstairs in the like the relaxing parlour there was like a A it's an old fashioned house yes yes and I noticed that people as they walked by because it was like cut through for walkers right through the farmyard yes they were always looking in my bloody windows like I was a monkey in the zoo. Oh, God. And I was thinking, what the hell is going on? And it wasn't until maybe two days before the end of the stay that I realised there was a sign in the window saying, enjoy your walk. <laughs> enjoy your walk. <laughs> so what I should have done is change it to piss off your nosy gets. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the people looking in there, you could have <laughs> replaced the L for an N. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, when I did, that's disgusting. We'll edit that out. I know, but appropriate, actually. <laughs> when I when I was uh, doing, I did a. Some people might remember this. I did a tour or a cruise, a cruise P and O to uh, Amsterdam. Oh my God! Yes, yes, I remember you. Yes, you did it was that. about February. I think it was February of this year. Was and that the one that was surprisingly classy? Or not? <laughs> no, you're thinking of someone else. No, surprisingly, what P and O? Is that the one where I, they're funny in the haunted spa? The, no, the haunted spa was coming back from Belfast uh, with Ramon. Oh yeah. Anyway, that was when the woman was massaging me, and her yeah. fingers slipped oh, and nearly yeah. went, went up the um, English Channel. <laughs> the what happened was I went to P and O, and I what happens is if you work as uh, an entertainer, I don't call myself an entertainer. I'm a spiritual man, um, a guru, if you uh, if you like. A swami. A swami. Swami. Anyway, I. 
they gave me a cabin. They will give you because they don't. Tr- they treat you as staff. Yeah. They don't treat you as a guest who's no. performing. And I think that's something that your agent, anyone out there, will have to negotiate. You should be on it as a, a guest who is performing. I was a member of staff. They gave me a cabin which was a bit shit. All right, no windows, bunk beds. No, unfortunately, this is what I'm going to tell you. There was a window, and it was <laughs> right onto the main promenade round the boat. Oh, OK. So... People were looking in. Uh, there were times I was there without any pants on. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and people were coming past thinking, what's going on? Oh, God, I kept forgetting the bloody windows on because you wake up in the morning, you're looking out at the sea, and then you think, oh, my God, there's someone walking around, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, that's uh, me and my uh, genitals. Let's get on <laughs> with the show. Oh. Um, uh, so, listen, are you going to have another holiday? So, Lake District was good fun. Mm. Are you going to be having another holiday in the near future? Uh, actually, yes, Easter time. Yeah. Uh, Emilio's going to take me to Spain. Ooh, lovely! Touch wood, you know, we might not be together by then, but uh, that's the plan. Th- this is the thing when you work in school, bloody holidays. Yeah. The bloody holidays they get! Living the dream. Living the dream. Saying that, though, I'm on my second month of emergency tax. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God, terrifying. God. Don't talk It's horrible. But I keep thinking, at some point, I'm going to get a big old bung back. Yes. But I could do with it now. You never know with these things, do you? Any of that sort of taxation admin? Out of my hands. Here's the thing I find myself saying almost every week. Please, why don't people just do what they're supposed to do? Why yes. don't people do it took what it would have taken one person to go, Oh, they she's been sent a new tax code, let's input that now. Yeah, that's instead, right. Instead they decided to go off, I know, for a cigarette break or something. And then we wonder why people want to listen to Danny Robbins on <laughs> the Uncanny podcast when we're talking about tax Unfunny codes. We are. <laughs> yeah, never mind Uncanny, on bloody funny, yeah. That's <laughs> us. Well that's tax codes. Please send off for our fact sheet. Or go to why am I paying for this shit? <laughs> No, I'm kidding! <laughs> now, look, we're going to to continue with our series yeah. of buskers. Yeah. It used to be just British buskers we heard from, but this... Have a listen to this. We've now gone worldwide. This is from Pune in uh, India, in the west, western, uh, western state in India, that someone sent in this week, and this fella's name... It, well, have a listen to it. Read, it. read it out, my love. Dear Clinton Baptiste, I believe in your abilities and am an avid follower of your groundbreaking podcast. Bless you. What a book kiss. I am yes. currently travelling the exotic Indian subcontinent and came across a quite remarkably talented pianist busker here in Pune. I felt compelled to share this inspiring rendition of the Lennon and McCartney classic. <laughs> Eleanor Rigby. Enjoy. Your follower from afar, Daniel. Daniel, thank you very, very much. Everybody, please enjoy this fella. So we, the other wonderful thing that happened next week, this week was uh, people getting in touch with us. Oh. Um, of course, we had uh, Scylla Black <gasps> got in touch. Yes, Your on the favorite. Skype. And some of them were terrible, but here's a couple of the best ones. Hi, Clinton lad. Scylla Black here. Um, when I came up to heaven, I decided to be a bloke and that. So surprise, surprise. Anyway, I'm having a lot, a lot of laughs up here with all the giggle bubbles and that, so I'll uh, I'll see you later, lad. Nice one. Ta-da. Yeah. I was wondering if you could get a message to Chandler. I believe his name is Chandler. A message to Chandra. Chandra? Sandra? I have no idea. Tandra? It would help if we could understand the message of the living, never mind the bloody death. Yeah, thank you. But Chandra, if you're listening out there, that was message from someone for you. Lovely. Talking on a telephone made of wood, by the sound of it. Yeah. 
from Glenn Smith now. He wrote in, Hi, Clinton. My story actually makes me now believe the afterlife does exist. Good. It all started on the day of my mother-in-law's funeral. We had a great relationship, no false stop, unlike most, and unfortunately, I was working away and tried to get back it time for her passing, but alas, it was not to be. Sorry. Little bit pedantic to be criticising his... Very sad time. Sorry. I woke up in the morning of Kath's funeral and laid in my bed contemplating the day ahead. Right. The, my wife was in another bedroom due to a sleepless night as expected due to the circumstances and did not want to disturb me. No, disturb. Disturb me. I was jolted out of my daydream by a bang somewhere downstairs. It seemed to come from below. Great, I thought, getting burglars on the morning of a funeral. That would be awful. It was so dark, so I crept downstairs and there was no noise and very still. I went into back lounge from where I expected the noise had come from. I opened the door slowly and looked around. Great, no burglars, no windows open, no apparitions, but there was something different about the room. Something was out of place or missing. On the windowsill, I noticed a difference. Straight away, I had to check quickly my suspicions. I ran over to the settee and looked over the back, and to my amazement, looking straight up at me, was my mother-in-law, Kath. Hey, was my mother-in-law, Kath, and her husband, Terry. Oh, sorry, in a photo. Sorry, you had me there. Oh, in a glass frame. They both had the biggest smiles on their faces and Kath's more a cheeky grin. It had landed face up on a rug and to top it all, the picture had been on the windowsill for over eight years and only moved for cleaning. My heart sank and then filled with joy. Oh, as nice. I knew, it was Kath saying bye-bye, Glenn, for the last time as I'd missed her passing and she'd been asking for me every day for the last few weeks. Needless to say, I broke down and explained to the wife what had happened. Oh, that's lovely. And we both had a mixture of a laugh and cry. Kath was saying goodbye in her own cheeky special way, I felt. So, Clinton, that's me, a true believer. All the best from Glenn Smith and his spiritual dog, formerly known as Prince. We, all terrible punctuation and grammar aside, that was very touching. Glenn is here with us now. Glenn, do you still believe that story? Or have you had time to think about it and consider it was just... Gravity. Uh, gravity. No, no, uh... I, I totally believe. Glenn, just tell us quickly about what happened. Right. Well, basically, um, it was on the uh, morning of my mother's, uh, sorry, my uh, mother-in-law. mother-in-law's funeral. Yeah. And um, I was basically laid in bed and contemplating the day ahead. And then yeah. walked in the bedroom. She was, uh, uh, she couldn't sleep all night, so didn't want to disturb me. Right. And it was morning just laying there and heard a bang downstairs so i thought oh here we go who's that that was spooky that was spooky that's just coming just then that's that again never mind Um, the upturn never mind the upturn picture she's coming through on the email (laughs) so i thought right uh what's i thought is it your son next door mobile phone dropped on the floor died there it was uh below the bedroom so I went down the stairs, tentatively, obviously, uh, turned the alarm off, went into the, uh, we call it the blue room, because that cold, and um, <laughs> basically I looked, there was no windows open, no burglars, and I looked, and obviously I looked around and noticed that there was something different with the room, and it was one of the pictures had fell off the mantel, not the mantelpiece, the window ledge. Yeah. So uh, I went over behind the settee, and there was the, the glass photo with uh, Kath and her husband um, face up, looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? That's uh, saying, like, a last hurrah and a last bye-bye, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And I thought, it's just the coincidence. It was just... It, it was just... Uncanny, yeah. yeah. You can't fathom it, you know? Can so I, I think it basically... Uh, it's been there for years without being moved. Or, well... Only when she dusts every three months. Um, <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me. It was just the way it happened, and she'd missed me so much because I couldn't make it back for the funeral. Uh, for the funeral, yeah. but yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it, I'm a believer, so that's me. Yeah. I, I, I think this is very, very touching. And can we just quickly speak to Carol? Carol, 
Hello. Oh, hello, my love. Doesn't she look lovely? She's very glamorous. She very glamorous. We were holding them up because they've got to go out for, for dinner tonight. Carol, did you find it a comfort when Glenn said that to you? Or were you sort of spooked out? Or, you know, what? how did you feel when he told you about this photo? Well, I didn't believe her anyway, I must admit. But Glenn came in the bedroom absolutely distraught. He was sobbing, I have to oh. say. I thought somebody else had passed, unfortunately. I, I really was that shocked. And I said, what's happened? And he said, the picture of your mum and dad have fallen on the floor. And he said, it's fine, Carol, it is. It's definitely your sign. And it's her saying goodbye. And we just hugged, didn't we? We were yeah. just sobbing, the pair of us. And because well, they did think a lot of each other. So, um, I, I, look, what this, this is... This is one of the only truly touching moments in six series of this filth. <laughs> I'm not having that. <laughs> so, I want to thank you very, very much and do enjoy your meal out tonight. Thanks for fitting us in. Thank no you. We'll Lots of love, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. How do I turn that off? Oh, mother-in-law coming through again at the end there, it sounded like, didn't it? Weren't they lovely? They were. They were lovely. Look, I want to get on with some spooky now of our own. Time for another overly packed article for, yes, 150 quid <laughs> in Take a Break, Fate and Fortune. Now, I, I don't want to be cynical, um, you know, but it feels like, you know, people, you know, took the bathroom sink, yeah. the kitchen sink, not the bathroom sink, the kitchen sink, to get it over the line for 150 quid as we begin this spooky music please an unwelcome tenant who were the extra guests living in my new home muses leslie mort age 41 as the estate agent showed me around the house i fell in love with it built in 1890 it was a two-bedroom terrace and former mill workers house it's perfect i smiled I moved in shortly afterwards with my partner, Scott. And a year later, we had our son, Jack, with no K. However, I began to feel uneasy in our house. Sorry, I often saw blue and green lights and black shadows. One night, I awoke in the early hours and saw a young boy in a hat. He paced around before he walked into the wall and disappeared. Scott, wake up, I whispered. What's up? He mumbled. Someone was in here, but he's gone, I said. You're seeing things, he replied, and rolled back over. Startled, I went with a friend to a local spiritualist church and attended a service. As we were about to leave, one of the members waved us over. (gasps) You live in the mill worker's house, don't you, she asked. I nodded. I believe there's a portal there, she said. Come on, I panicked and asked, am I safe? I'll pray for you. But you need to sage the house and sprinkle holy water all over the bloody shop, she said. After that, I was often scared to go to sleep. But eventually, I started to feel comfortable again. But then, unfortunately, Scott, this is where it starts. I knew they were going to split up. Do you know why? <laughs> what? Because he's a bastard. It's a lack of concern. She's seen someone in the bedroom. like, you're seeing things. He doesn't give a shit. Well, I know. This is what I say about him. You're very cut off. Very cut off, Scott, you off you don't your deserve. Pop. Off your pop. Um, sorry. Uh, yes, we split up, and he moved it. But I want to say that this is where it's just chucking everything into yeah, it now. From now, uh, he, he moved out. One night alone, I was woken up by an Edwardian woman standing in front of my bed. That's three different ghosts I've had now. Now, before I could get a better look, she vanished. Terrified, I rang my mum. If it returns, ask it what it wants. So helpful. <laughs> well, it was an expert, aren't they? Go on. Thankfully, time passed. I mean, asking what he wants. No, I'm too busy trying to contain my bowels, Mum, but thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> Thankfully, time passed and it didn't happen again. But one night, I opened my eyes in bed and saw a man standing near me. He had curly brown hair like Bobby Ewing and wore a black hat and a boiler suit. What do you want? I cried out. But he vanished. Nearly cheaped myself. Eventually, I couldn't take it anymore. So this is where it starts getting really complicated. So I rented the house out and moved in with my new husband. Uh, new husband. husband. Hold on, what happened? One evening, I went to a psychic night where the medium singled me out and said, "You have an opening." <laughs> 
come on. Ah! You have an opening that needs closing. Yeah. Someone... <laughs> someone who previously lived there summoned its opening. I was gobsmacked. I've rented it out now, I replied. She's got five pounds from her mates for getting them to print openings more than yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Her name is also Leslie Mort. Sounds a bit dead, dead, dead. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe more. I've rented it out now, I replied. Why would you rent it out if you know there's a portal there, he replied sharply, making me feel as if I'd done something wrong. A few weeks later, I went to a hardware shop with my dad, where I stared in shock at the shop mannequin. It was wearing the exact outfit the last shadowy figure had worn. It's just like, just chuck everything at it to get the money. Then I remembered an unfortunate incident in the house three doors down. Oh, she just remembered it. (laughs) Involving a young man who matched the Asian description of that same shadowy figure. I thought three doors down famously, according to Dolly Parton, they were singing and dancing and having a party. That's Maybe that's all they're doing, just trying to put in a load of bollocks that their friends (laughs) recognise. Did he find my portal? (laughs) Stop it. And need help from the other side? Thankfully, I've not had any reports from the tenants, so I wonder if my portal has since closed. <laughs> Either way, I've always got a good ghost story to tell over a campfire. Oh, tell us that one then, That's because it. this one was shit. <laughs> 150. I'm sorry about that. Flimsy. That was very, very flimsy. I do apologize. <laughs> now, look, here's a guy with a proper scary story. I did a, a gig at York. Remember, I did a gig at yeah. York Theatre Royal. York Lovely. is a very haunted very, place. Very, very haunted place. Oh. And this is an interview with Jake Lambert, who's a young, very funny, and very spooked out comedian. <laughs> This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jake Lambert is a wonderful, uh, I'd say quite a young comic. How old are you, Jake? Four. And he has just been on stage here. They put, they put him up on one of them, you know, when you go to the barbers and they put a plank across the chair, they put him up on one of those and he told some of his jokes. Jake, I know you are a believer in the supernatural and 
Would you care to regale us with one of your stories? In the studio, Linda, put on the spooky music. Go. <laughs> so, my, my spooky story is a, a true story. Yes, slow down. Is a true story. Yes. It's um, when um, my family and I moved into a new house. Yes. Which I think is when a lot of ghost stories start. Yes. With a new house. An old yes. house, but a new house for a the family. A new house to you. A new house to us. Yes. So I'd noticed some things happening when I was there. I woke up one night and there was looked like a figure at the end of my bed. Right. So I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I turned on the lamp and it, it was gone. Right, okay. And then, a few nights later, yes. I woke up, same thing again. Yes. So I kicked out to see yes. if anything was there. Go and on. I saw it flinch. Something moved back. Bloody hell. Turned on the light, nothing. You must have been shitting it, weren't you? What? Yeah, I probably was, actually, but I, I think I was in bed. So that's if you're scared, that's where you want to be anyway, right? Right. So I, was, I just stayed in bed. Right. La How old were you? Sorry. I would have been probably about uh, 17. Okay. And then I um, slept with a light on, uh, which I tend to do even now if I'm alone. Mm. Still. Uh, because of this. Mm. And then, really? Because of this? Yeah. I get. Bloody, and yeah. what would happen, sometimes I'd wake up and I... Would keep my eyes closed. I'd wake up in the night with my eyes closed, yes. and I would know that if I open it, something would be there. I was convinced. Oh my god! I'm a believer. So yeah, right, yeah. I, I wasn't until this point at all. Right. Okay. And then what happened was I was at, um, at my friend's one day, and my mum texted me. My dad was away. My mum texted me. Yes. Quite an odd question to get from your mum. She said, "Were you in my room last night?" Oh and I my said, god. "No." But I, in, in my head, I was thinking straight away. And uh, she said, oh, no worries. And then... Um, Sorry, what were you thinking straight away? <laughs> I mean, you weren't in her room, were you? No, 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 yeah. So I was thinking... You, you, you've got some therapy for that. <laughs> that you were doing in the night. Go on, yeah. You were thinking it was the ghost. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was thinking she's seen it too. Yeah. So, uh, later that day, I saw her at home. And um, I said to her, well, what was that about? And she yeah. said, nothing. What happened was I got up in the night to go to the bathroom. And when I came back... All the curtains were open. Oh, my God. So I said, right. I said, well, just so you know, I've been experiencing this. And I told her what uh, I just told you. Go on. And she went, oh, don't be silly. Then we go to my sister's. as my niece's this birthday. This is brilliant. This is going to go you... top of the table. Let's <laughs> go on. Yeah. So we go to my sister's. And I'm telling my sister this. I say um, about the things I've been seeing. So I just brought it up to my mum. I thought I'd mention yeah. it to my sister now. Yeah. And my sister looks past me straight to my mum and says, do you think it's the same thing you've been seeing? And I turn around and my mum is suddenly shaking her head from side to side oh, as if to say, say, don't say. And I'm like, what is happening? Turns out me and my mum bo have both been waking up to our names being whispered in our ear. My dad worked away quite a bit for work. My and God. And so my mum would get home sometimes and no one was there and the shower would be on and I realised that I'd been home one night and I was like, did I just get out of the shower and forget to turn the shower off? And so I'd go, and we both noticed it was happening. So I would... Um, oh, my God. And then what kept up, which is like a classic horror story, Yeah. there was this toy, some toy in the loft that would not stop this music every now and again. Play, and my dad kept going out there and he couldn't find this toy anywhere but this music kept could playing could he hear that when he got into the lock could he hear he it? could never hear it he... you could hear it until you got into the lock yeah it was like and it was just this tune that would just it sounded so stereotypically uh, spooky, spooky yeah. that we were like this is it's like we're being pranked by the neighbours right. or something yeah yeah um, and eventually we found the toy that it was and it was just a toy from my niece that was in a box that we just didn't realise was in there but it just would every now and again and it would be well, I remember it going off and and me getting my dad from downstairs, he would come up and it would just stop. And I'm like, I promise it's happening. My God. Bizarre. And it just, I mean, there was, we'll get together again and I'll tell you other strands of the story because there's, there's, there's so many that keep going from this same house. They Jake, still live there. Jake, I would love that. I do a show at the 100 Club in London. Right. 100 Oxford Street. If you want to come and do that. Yeah. You got yourself a gig, boy. <laughs> That's great. So Jake's going to come along again and I've got, well, we've got, um, well, we got January and February if you want to do that. I don't know whether anyone turns up. No one's got any money those times. If you, you people, this is the podcast, if you come to the January 
show on the February show, you'll see Jake. Oh, lovely. And I'll tell not that story. It was no, he'll do, to do some jokes for Christ's sake. Well, you can tell me, <laughs> the, you can tell me this, the spooky story. Oh, so off that story, I've got a rather, you've booked me off that story rather than me, what I just did on stage. I didn't hear what you did on stage because right. I was here holding court. <laughs> uh, but I'm told it was, judging by the rivers of urine that have gone down to the front of the stage, <laughs> it was a massive, massive hit. How did you think it went? Um, oh, blame it. Well, I was trying, um, I don't want to say it's too loud in case the promoter hears, but I was trying some new stuff. Jake, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Now, for this next story, which is from Take a Break, Fate and Fortune, I want to warn you, it is about devil worship, all right? So I, I don't know how I feel about this, just printing this in a, in a, in a supermarket magazine, quite honestly, Linda. Uh, yes. It, it's, it's about a lady called uh, Aretha Konezvik, who's 29, yeah. and she... Well, have a listen to this. She does something quite ill-advised, I would say. I think this is terrible, actually, personally. If you would please put the spooky music on as we hear... Demon's greetings. Rifling through my book, I absorbed everything I needed to know. I'd been practising witchcraft and paganism for a long time, but ever since I'd stumbled across texts about demons online, I thought, oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was dangerous ground to enter. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. And yet... So for two years, I continued to educate myself on demonolatry, yeah. which was a means of self-empowerment through working with demons. Through demonolatry, one of 72 demons could be used for their wisdom and knowledge to help guide someone through various things in their life. That's really strange. And as I sat, as I read up on the demonic entity King Belial, I somehow felt he'd appeared to me before. I won't say King Belland, but I won't. <laughs> I don't want to invoke him. I made sure I was clued up enough for my own safety before beginning the, to practice rituals. In time, I met Matej while I was on holiday in Croatia. We swapped numbers, and when I flew home, we continued to chat non-stop. We became a couple, and before long, I opened up about my active practising of demonolatry. That's so interesting, he said. How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> he had so many questions, but thankfully, he didn't bat an eyelid. However, year after getting together, we found ourselves separated overseas due to COVID-19. Oh, oh, my fucking God. What a shame. With me back home in Dundee, Scotland, I went through a dark period of my life. Due to money troubles, we couldn't find a cheap flight enough to, a, a flight cheap enough to reunite. In desperation, I knew exactly who to turn to. In front of my altar, I began preparing for my first ever invocation ritual by cleansing the space yeah. of negative energy using incense. Next, I produced a piece of fruit as an offering before oh. placing a veil over my head. That's tough. I don't want to say this out loud. I don't. I think it's bollocks, but I don't want to say it out loud. All right. Well, there's a, there's a now. This is all a bit. There's far an incantation. Uh, it's a bit. Far, I mean, finding a piece of fruit in Scotland is, is, <laughs> is also slightly far fetched. But I'm joking, my Scotty friend. Cheer up, Lyra. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna say these words. I don't know what they mean. Lyra Tassavi for Welch Belial. I said, reciting the invocation. For King Belial. You idiot, you've just done it. <laughs> you just like that, the air filled with the smell of a bonfire. Jesus. And I knew his presence was with me. Please help guide me, I said aloud. Allow us to reunite for Christmas. Oh, she believes in Christmas now, does she? Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah, because she's a witch. That's, what she's, that's what's gone on there. As I said it, suddenly the candle flame in front of me doubled in size and then immediately shrank. To my amazement, Matej rang me next day to say he'd found a half-price flight. <laughs> Couldn't proof, believe proof. it. <laughs> Hold on, stop the music a second. That's just economics, though. That's not... Magic. I mean, yeah, there are bucket flight places, aren't there? Mm. Is, that, is that to do with King Belend or King is Stelios, it? isn't it? King Stelios. Never mind Belials. It's King <laughs> Stelios. It's Ryanair, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. No, neither can we. Belial had sent me the best Christmas present ever. Yeah, demons are known for that kind of shit, Oh, they, they? they all believe in Christmas, the demons, oh. the devil, don't they? <laughs> Matej flew over, and while he was here, we lit a candle and half-jokingly asked Belial to help him stay longer. The next day, I tested positive for COVID, meaning he couldn't leave as we had to quarantine. 
<laughs> well, I wonder how that could have happened. Could it be perhaps? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've been inside the whole time. He's yeah. come over on a cheapo flight. flight. Yeah, I the air how conditioning. That could have yeah, happened. how could that have happened? This is. Well, in a way, it's a comfort that it's not to do with one of, you know, the devil's um, advocates. I knew it was all down to Belial. He certainly was my own Santa. What, giving you COVID? Lovely. That's what I'll have for... Can I have dysentery for Christmas, please? Jesus Christ. Actually, that is quite demonic, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, you can have your wish. And have this! Well, that's what... <laughs> that, that is what I'm going to... That's what I'm going to get to. Demonolatry isn't for the faint-hearted, however. These are powerful, morally grey entities. I'll say Demon with the bleeding devil! Who cannot help... Cannot be held to human morals or standards. But my patron deity, King Belland, has helped me through so much, I even got his sigil tattooed on in his honour. Hopefully, Belial, Belial sends me something just as amazing in my stocking this year. Yeah, chicken pox or yeah. flipping scabies or something. Yeah. Enjoy. I, I have looked this up. Uh, she got 150 quid for that, by the way. In the Master Rewarded. of Isaiah, yeah, Belial, this is true, is a demon of lawlessness and the, and the ruler of the world. Belial is also the patron of secrets, domination, Ryanair and seduction. He's a profane being, revelation in the pleasures and pains of the flesh. It's the devil! <laughs> it's don't f*** about with that, please. Not to be messed with. Absolutely right. And because I tell you what... The spirit's doing it. It's clever. It's not so much the spirits, it's King Stellius, as we said. Your problems now, and i got to tell you this, absolute treat, at last a question. Ooh! Okay. So, Linda, how about this? Wonderful. Thank you for writing in. And she has from... She wants her name kept secret. Thanks, Trish. Please, can I ask for your advice? My mum is 82 and has started to become frail. As the only daughter, she started to rely on me to do all the things related to care for her. So, I buy her food, clean the house and organise appointments, etc. My question is, why is it traditionally the daughter's responsibility? I have three brothers and she doesn't ask them for anything. They offer, but she comes to me. She refuses to go to a nursing home and she says she wants to live with me and her hus- and my husband. I have a demanding full-time job where I work away a lot and I just can't do it all. What is your advice on this? Thank you. Anonymous, long-time patron and fan of the podcast. Well, uh, thank you very much for getting in touch with us. Linda, I know we'll have some advice about this. What do you think, my love? Traditional, yes, unfortunately. Yeah, isn't it? Women are seen as the ones that are the caring ones. But if you raise your sons right, you should be able to rely on them too, I might argue. But I also wonder whether there's a certain amount of pride involved here. Go on. And perhaps... Yeah, she's just... Are you wiping as well as washing? Do you know what I mean? Well, it doesn't say anything about that. Well, that might be why she doesn't feel like she wants to ask the boys for help if she's oh, got to be taken to the toilet and, oh, wa- and washed up and stuff. Christ. Maybe it's that. Yeah. But I do agree, the assumption is not a fair one. No, I mean, you don't want to have to be dealing with... <laughs> do you? No. Well, it, it is true to say that it's always, it always seems to be down to the woman, doesn't it? What is the matter with these blokes that they can't help out with their own mother? Yeah, I mean, despite the fact they're not being asked, you'd think they'd want to, wouldn't you? Well, exactly. I, funny you should say this, because I've had experience... I, I'm not going to say who they are, but we went out for a drink with someone the other day and she was saying this very, very thing, that it's always up to her to the girl, for the girl and not for the boy. We can all say, oh, we're very busy, aren't we? Oh, I've got so much to do, I'm so busy. Yeah. I doubt that's the case. Well, as you see here, this is someone who works away a lot, so she's not doing a kind of... She's not a traditional housewife type who's doing nothing but flipping, polishing her nails and drinking gin all day, right. waiting for her husband to come home, you know. So it's, it's a tricky one. I feel for you, I really do. Yeah. So I, do I. I, I, but I do wonder whether it's, you know, it's about, yeah, genitalia. I think so. I mean, I don't want to be dealing with this sort of thing, you know. Is that when you wash your bottom? I don't want to be doing any of that. No one wants to do it. No one wants to do but it. But there comes a time when a helping hand is a helping hand, you know yes. what I mean? I might ask King Belial to see if he can do anything. <laughs> In, when it comes to advice, Gordon Smith is up to his old tricks again. The old misery guts! Harry can call himself a psychic barber. He doesn't... He's not really interested <laughs> in any of this. World-renowned medium, Gordon Smith, the psychic barber, helps you to understand the spirit world. Well, he'll, no, he'll poo-poo your stories. You never know anything like it. The bloke writes for a bloody paranormal magazine. He's so down on it! <laughs> if I had my way, he'd go and wipe someone's bottom. Gordon 
Tom Smith. Go on. I recently woke up to find a Scottish piper complete with kilt and bagpipes standing next to my sleeping husband. It yeah. happens. Pro- promising. Promising. <laughs> when he saw me, he walked round to my side of the bed. I'm not a fan of the bagpipes. No, no. <laughs> but I do love Amazing Grace. This oh, sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I do love Amazing Grace. Would you do... So I asked him to play it. Do me a favour. <laughs> he walked back round to my husband and then disappeared. I didn't feel scared or threatened. Could you please shed some light on my mysterious piper? Oh. What a lot of bollocks. Linda 48 Glasgow. Taking the absolute piss, Linda. Well done. Go on. What does he say? Uh, sometimes just before we wake, our mind is in an in-between place. It's uh, often when in oh. this state that people have profound dreams uh, with meaningful psychological messages which come from the subliminal side of the mind. Oh. Usually such messages hold symbolic meaning. In this case, you didn't feel threatened or worried, which is a good start. The piper represents strength, pride, and also breathing new life into someone or something. In this case, I feel the symbolism was about giving new life and power to your husband. come on, cheer up, up, Gordon. (laughs) Come on, say something spooky, you miserable bastard. (laughs) Here's another one from Gordon. Will Santa bring me a man? (laughs) I'm spending Christmas with me big family. I'm the odd one out as I'm the only single person. This time of year always makes me wish for a partner and I'd love someone to cosy up with when I meet someone next year, Helen 36 Stafford. Now, Gordon pulls his cards out. He says, you have the magician card. It's all about manifestation and sending it out to the universe. I do see love for you in April. It's your time for new beginnings. Next Christmas, you'll be bringing your man. He's quite... He's it's nailing it's close to the maths Gordon this time he says you he's creative passionate extremely loving and kind however you also have the death <laughs> card <laughs> that doesn't mean he's good news bad news good news bad news it'd be dead by boxing day never be open and know what you want and need anyway let's move on to the next one Gordon why does he do this oh why every year a family friend now this it's classic oh. Gordon. Every year, a family friend leaves an empty seat at the Christmas dinner table. For his wife in spirit. I think that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's lovely. I think it's very sweet and a touching idea. Yes, I think... <laughs> ten points for that idea. But do ghosts really join us at big family gatherings and on special occasions? Please, please! for a yes. Molly, 57 Oxford. Gordon, the old misery gut, says... Many people create such rituals at big family moments to loved ones they've lost. <laughs> Mostly it's to keep their memory alive yes. and have been represented at an occasion. Yeah. When people do such things, they truly have a belief they're connecting to the living consciousness of the oh. loved one and not a ghostly memory. Oh. In its worst case, it's no more than an empty chair. But to some, it feels deeply meaningful and an act of respect and honour, you know. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, Come God. On. God. Gordon, come on, come on. What a misery, Guts. That's someone saying it's a very, very sweet thing. You think he'd play along a bit? Yeah. Tit. Anyway, talking of Christmas, my sister Karen phoned this week. And then Ruth knocked on the door. Squeak, but um, 
Will you be okay to sort yourself Christmas lunch? Let me know anyway. And, um, yeah, take care. Bye. Hello, Clinton. How are you? Yeah, not not too bad. A bit busy. What 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 did what, what did you want? Is anybody going to put up Christmas decorations in the hallway? Oh, I see. Um, I've got some. Okay. Well, I'm sure no one would mind if you put them up. Just, just a little bit of sprinkling or something, tinsel, just down in the common parts at the bottom there. Yeah. Are you are you are you spending Christmas with your sister, Clinton? <sighs> Well, uh, no, I'm not actually. She, she phoned. I'm, I'll probably go off somewhere. Might go to I don't know. I don't know. Holiday camps. They often have a sort of Christmas thing or something. Just get away for a while. And hire a place, B and B, something like that. Uh, Airbnb. I don't know. I've I've got a very big turkey, Clinton. Yeah, lovely, and I'd 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 love to maybe have some of your turkey after Christmas. But I I, I as I say, I'm probably going to go away. Uh, I've got fourteen roast potatoes, Clinton. Yes. Well, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the the roast potatoes. That's like you, 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 you deserve it. Enjoy. The, I've got to get on, Ruth. So, so please do put up the, the Christmas decorations. And uh... Father Christmas is bringing presents to my flat for you, Clinton. Perhaps you give them to me when I get back after Boxing Day or something, Ruth. He's bringing a sack of presents, Clinton. Yes. And yeah, and he's got in the sack, he's got one of those pairs of pants that's a crocodile and you put your winky into the jaw. OK, right, OK. And then you, that's like the jaw of the crocodile and then right. your balls are down there. OK, OK. Well... He's bringing that and... OK, um, lovely. For, humorous, humorous, yeah. Mm, OK. It will well, be very funny when you open it. Kid. Well, I'm not going to be putting those on. <laughs> I've got some mistletoe as well, Clinton. No, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to get a lot of mistletoe, Clinton. I'll bring it to yours. I'll bring it to don't, yours. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, Ruth. What about Neil Hardback book? He'd probably want you to give him a kiss under the mistletoe. Not, not me. Neil Hardback uh, book can't come. He's very not? busy. He works really hard, and he works all day on Christmas Day as well. Yeah. He works really hard. Mm, so he can't, he can't. Why don't you go and see Mrs Harding or, you know, Mr Rawlins or, or, or you know, Barry and Margaret? I'm sure they'll, they'll be around. Why don't you go and see Eric? He, he, he might be staying here for Christmas. I bet he's just there with a takeaway pizza or something. Eric smells a bit funny. I know that, but, but you know, look, why don't you buy him some nice deodorant for, for Christmas or something? I like how you smell. No. Why don't you get... Look, I'll tell you what, get Eric some deodorant and let him put on the, the crocodile pants, right? Not, not for me. He, he's a bit more your age. You might think that's funny. I've got Eric. a Christmas cake. Yeah, OK. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to be away. Wait, 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 wait maybe I can come with you where you're going away. No, no. Listen, Ruth, why don't you just... Well, why don't you ask Neil Hardback book if you just go round to his for, for, for the evening, maybe, when he gets back from work, something like that? I'll show you my boob. No, don't, don't do that. Don't want to see that. Or that one. No, I don't want to see either of them. Come on. No. Right, OK, I can see those. Don't do that. No, I don't want to see... Oh, I've seen them now, so that, that's probably enough of that. Right, put them away. Tuck them away. That's it. Bam. Have that one. Yeah, that one. Pu push that one in as well. Lift it up over the neck of that. Just tuck it in. They're That's nice. It. They're nice, though, aren't they? Right. Well, I tell you what. You go and make some arrangements, and you know. Okay. I'm going to be very lonely. Oh, Clinton, it's a long day, Christmas no. day, when you're on your own. No, very don't. long day. Ruth, and I'm going to wake up early, probably. And then I'm going to open my present. And yeah. Then Ruth, come on, don't do that to me. Come on, you, you've got friends of your own age. You go, go and see Eric or something. I can't help you, Ruth. Come on. We could just have a little bit of lunch together, couldn't we? No, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth come, please don't pull at the heartstrings. Come on, love, please. 
but you're not going to but you're not going to see your sister, are you? No, not not this year. She's going away. Linda Pollock goes to doesn't see you. No, she Linda Pollock doesn't see me. She's seen other people. She's got her own family, or she, I think she's got a new fella. She might be. Come on, Rick, please, come on. I can't do it. We'll, we'll, we'll meet up for a New Year's drink, all right, my love. We should see each other at Christmas Day. No, we're on our own. No, no, we're not doing. Right, tuck that one in there. Turn round. Bugger off, all right. See you soon. Thank you. I am delighted to say that we've had more correspondence, Linda. This is from a chap called Liam Hicken. Oh, good. Would you would you please tell us the story? It would be my pleasure. Yes, okay, let me find it. Where has it gone? Dear Clinton and Linda, I recently found your podcast, which gets me to and from work each day. Oh, isn't that lovely? Myself and my wife look after an old pub. So when you go to and from work, is it going downstairs and upstairs again? Yeah, he doesn't listen to very much, does he? Because <laughs> the opening couple of seconds. That'll do. Yeah, <laughs> I've had enough of that. Right, let's get this bottle up. <laughs> uh, me, myself and my wife look after an old pub that was also a late-night venue. Yeah. The property has a long history dating back to the 1900s, if not further. Yeah. The first known history of the building was when oh. it was Works Off Brewery Limited, oh, following the God. gas showroom, and then a pub. All right, hold on. Yeah. There has always been a long-standing joke or information that the place was haunted by various spirits. Yes. We heard bangs, footsteps and shadows in corridors not accessible to the public and always shrugged it off. I don't know how you hear shadows, but no matter. <laughs> the place is now closed, but we still look after it from a caretaking point of view. Yeah, OK. The other day, we get an alert that something has activated... Hey, here we go. Has activated a line-crossing trip on the CCTV system. On looking back, we find the attached footage. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste, you can see this spooky CCTV footage appearing to show a child walking through one wall across the line and through another wall. One of, the, one of the known spirits is apparently that of a child, so this would make sense. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. No, they're not. It's an actual ghost. We are in Worksop if you want to come and visit the property. It's spread across three large floors, including cellar. Thanks, Liam. I'm going to play this to Linda right now. Right. This is this is the video. This, this is the first time she's seen it. This is the alleged, see, alleged child ghost. See what you think of this. Here we go. Dark cellar. What stairway. Tell me what you see. Stairway. Oh, yeah. A slightly light patch. Yeah. Floating from one corner to another. Right. That is a scary ghost. What do you think, Linda? Um, Spider. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Not a spider that looks like a child. Looks no, like a... but they can cause all kinds of little okay, well, lips, let... can't they? I'm going to speak CCTV's to Liam. CCTV's a weird thing. Let's speak to Liam right now. Uh, Liam, tell me, you're no longer working in pubs, is that right? No, we're not, no. no. Is it, did ghosts force you out or Rishi Sunak and Aka? <laughs> and him, yeah, exactly him. Yeah. What do you do now? What do you do now, mate? Um, I'm a radio engineer for the emergency services now. So I, uh, I I fix, repair and issue radios for our, our boys in blue and other emergency services. So that's well keeping done. full time. Well done. That is better than going down changing a few barrels every now and then, isn't it? Oh, it is just. Liam, look, I will, I'm going to put out the video for my Patreon members. And oh. uh, those people who don't pay to listen to the podcast, Sodom quite honestly. Um, it, I'm sure it blows up at a nice big screen and looks very, very spooky. On a tiny phone where I was looking at it, it looks like a tiny little movement, but you're convinced it was a Victorian child or a child of some kind? Yeah, so um, both me and my wife, we've got history in, in that venue in terms of I started working there sort of 10 years ago as a DJ. Uh, she was working there as bar staff. And over 10 years, we've gone from being working there to having a degree of ownership of the place. Right. Um, 
sadly it's shut down now through through covid and lack of funds etc etc <laughs> L- lack of management experience oh god <laughs> carry on <laughs> um but um, we always heard about these ghost stories and it's it's haunted the building's about 105 years old it's got a lot of history in it yeah. uh, you know, from people, from other people there, we've heard that, oh, yeah, there's a little boy that wanders around downstairs in the cellar. You've got an old man and his wife and his child, and he's very protective over him. And at the time, you hear a story and just sort of, you know, shrug it off and go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, like like non-believers do. Um, yes. Yes. We, never, we never witnessed it exactly ourselves until we started taking more ownership over the venue and looking after it when it was shut and stuff like, tools going missing, paint cans being knocked over. Right. Your direction. And obviously getting this recent alert on the on the CCTV of a, a movement, watching it back, and that's the footage that you've got today. <laughs> so would you say that it was no surprise when you saw that? I mean, you weren't scared out of your words because you thought, quite honestly, I've, I've experienced loads of this stuff before. Exactly, yeah. I've, it was nice to actually be able to capture something and have something captured and documented and detailed and, and yeah. something that you actually see and now save and not yeah. like a bit of a loony when you tell somebody that you've had a paint can thrown at you at some point in it, there. What What is the place now? And do you think it's still haunted or has it just been bulldozed? It, it's, it's still a pub. It's still standing. It's a listed building, so they can't do much with it. Um, there's various applications going in for, you know, as everything these days turn it into apartments or flats um but it's still a pub currently it's just sat empty hence why we just sort of have a, a caretaker responsibility for the place right and so that's why we have the, the cctv and the footage and the alarm uh company phone calls and, and stuff oh, like that okay so tell me do are you a firm believer now what would you say to those people who like to poo poo these things and say i don't know the paint cans for and i was in a wonky cupboard or you know it's just a trick of the light or as linda said earlier it's a i can't what she said a spider or something on the lens <laughs> or, or to bollocks as she often refers to things like that um yeah. i when it first started i went yeah okay whatever like everybody i was a, a bit of a, a poo pooer Yes. Uh, started it, sort of seeing it happening in front of me and around me, and you get that sort of that sort of belief coming. Yeah. All I can say to somebody who who might be a poo pooer um, is it you've really got to wait for it to, to for you to be actually involved in something. I think yes. when you're involved in something, that then reopens your eyes and. Absolutely. Abs- that's what I always say to people. There's so many negative people. Wait till it happens to you. Wait till your third eye is opened. All right, Liam, I really appreciate it. If there's anything else, please let me know. Or if you pick up anything on the airwaves to our boys in blue that you can't explain, please get in touch with me, will you? Will do. That's Liam Hicken like chicken there, everybody. Well, we've had a lot of fun, a lot of contrib- a lot of contributors this yes. time. What are you going to be doing now, Linda, when you leave this sacred place? Well, you know what the great thing about going on holiday is? Go on. The Bloody loads of washing. So, yeah, oh, I'm going to go home God. and try and get that sorted out. Because, to be honest, I've done the washing, I've done the ironing, I've folded it up. Right. Now I just need to put all that shite away. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> You will go on holiday, my love. That'll teach you. I never go on holiday. No. Anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, please join us next week. Um, Whatever you're doing, please be safe. We've got lots of fun coming up. And look, don't forget, this is the latest thing. We've sold out for the bloody 100 Club. Yeah, forget it. Forget it, forget it. Uh, But please come January the 28th. Yeah, January the 28th, Sunday, January the 28th, and Sunday, February the 11th at the 100 Club. Please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. There'll be a lot of laughs, a lot a lot of music, a lot of comedy, a lot of comedians, and a chance for you to tell your spooky ghost stories. Thank you. Until next time, Lynn. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Namaste. Well... 
thanks, obviously, to Linda Bloody Pollock, Daniel Cuff, Glenn Smith, Jake Lambert, Sally Ann Hayward and Liam Hicken. And thanks to Glow for this lovely play-out music. Why don't you do yourselves a bloody favour and come and see it at the 100 Club, 100 Oxford Street, Sunday, January the 28th or Sunday, February the 11th. Go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. You'll love it! Let me know, let me know, let me know If you gotta, if you gotta Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow ideal Christmas gift and if that's not good enough for you come and see my tour Roller Ghoster, a UK tour simply go to clintonbaptiste.com forward slash tour thank you I've got no idea what you're talking about we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns yeah right clinton baptiste here offering you the chance to enjoy my patreon podcast for free for seven days so many people have been joining me over there it's a shame that you're not uh, we've got videos cartoons we've got uh, all sorts of stuff uh, all the old back catalog and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else please come to patreon.com forward slash clinton baptiste all right spirit fading now see you there Fady Nail.